Welcome in, welcome in to the Arrowhead Attic Chiefs postgame show. Unfortunately, no victory party tonight as the Kansas City Chiefs fall to the Cincinnati Bengals for the third time in a row, 27-24, to after Travis Kelsey fumbles the ball. Ron Midfield gives the ball back to the Bengals. Bengals go, score, and uh, Chiefs couldn't get it done there at the end of the game. So we're going to give some people some time to get in here. I know a lot of emotions are flowing. A lot of Chiefs fans out there are angry, frustrating to lose to this team again in a close one on the road. I'm sure that there's some silver linings from this group, but let's get, I want to give each of you one word, one word to describe this game. Let's start with you, Adam Best. Rocking the really sweet Chiefs starter jacket uh, that I I didn't buy because I didn't want my wife to divorce me. Matchup. Matchup. Interesting. Okay. Sterling soft Charmin ultra that's three <laughs> one word you could have said Charmin is one it Charmin word. Your word Charmin 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 Verderam uh soft soft cowardly soft yeah I agree I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with young I think that's the problem for the Chiefs in this one. All right, let's let's get some reactions. I see the, we the, the chat is just going absolutely crazy. This is the Arrowhead Attic podcast. If you uh, like Chiefs content, do us a favor, hit the like button on over on YouTube. Let's get some more Chiefs fans in here. Uh, hopefully, we won't get overrun by Bengals trolls. Hit that like button. All right, let's get some some uh, some more expanded reactions here. Uh, Sterling, what went wrong in this one? Uh, well, right. Uh, I would say the defense was the majority we can place the blame on it. Obviously, Bucker missing, what, a 55-yard field goal. You hope he makes that, but expect him to make that. It's a little, little far-fetched. Uh, Mahomes gave it all he had in this game. Uh, MVS came back with a couple of nice catches, but he also had some drops. The offensive line was not outstanding, especially when it came to pass protection. Uh, but it comes down to the defense just being soft. I mean, Nick Bolton, as much as I've praised him all season long, non-existent for the most part in this game. Um, you see the safeties getting burnt, or at least not even getting burnt, but not even trying to tackle. They're just getting drugged for three or four yards if they even try and make the tackle. Uh, it, it was a soft performance from the defense, and to me, that was the main story here. Adam, what do you think? I think they exposed our weak spot more effectively than we exposed theirs. Our young corners, right? Nick Allegretti, got eaten alive by DJ reader tonight and our defensive line did not capitalize on their ho-hum their ho-hum offensive line. They were doubling Chris Jones. You got to give it up to Lou. He uh, really schemed it up and took Chris Jones out of this game. And without Chris Jones, the chiefs just didn't have a disruptor on that side of the ball. Offensively. I thought they were really missing the dynamism of Kadarius Tony and McCall Hardman. Their speed, their their ability to stretch the field horizontally, keep the defensive guessing, uh, that element was sorely missed tonight. But I, I'm really, I'm really just in shock. I said it during the week that I thought this was a, a race to 30. And for the Chiefs, it was. If they had gotten to 30, they would have won the game. But the Bengals did it with 27. Verderam, I know you've got a lot of thoughts on this, particularly on the defense, so have at it. I really don't. I mean, I'm look, you're not going to get a rant out of me. I just, um, if you're going to play that brand of football defensively against a team with a good quarterback, you're going to lose. You're going to give up a ton of points. That's what's going to happen to you. Like, they, for the most part, sat in a soft zone. 
They lost four guys. They couldn't win against an offensive line that has struggled most of the year. And if you're going to continuously do that, and you're just going to sink five guys underneath, and every once in a while you're going to shift it to four guys underneath and play an umbrella over the top. Like, Joe Burrow's an elite quarterback. You're not playing Bryce Hopkins. No disrespect to him. You're not, you're not playing Malik Willis. You're playing a quarterback who's going to kick your ass. If, if you don't get pressure and he knows where you're going to be, you're dead. And give Burrow credit to. Last road I used to game, great throw. But, I mean, guns it in there. Nothing you can do about it. But I go back to the, the sequence prior to that. It's third and five, they throw a screen pass. Chiefs have numbers. They're out there. <laughs> I'm trying to how I can word this professionally. Juan Thornhill might have missed a dozen tackles in this game. And that was the biggest. Like, you've got him right there, man. I know he's a big dude, but you're a big dude. You're an NFL player. You've got to tackle him. You've got to hold him. You hold him up, whatever. You know, give up a couple yards, hold him. Doesn't even touch him. I could count, not on one hand, but on two hands, I think, how many times he blew by a guy and didn't even touch him trying to tackle him. I mean, minimum six, seven, eight times in the game. You're not going to win against good teams when your game plan stinks and their game plan stunk defensively. When on offense, okay, because they're not off the hook either. We're going to put the Kelsey thing aside. We'll revisit that in a second. The drive where they missed the field, the last time they touched the ball. Here's how that drive goes. Pass for six, run for three, run for three, first down, start and one, you run for three. Pick up 13 on a pass. Then you run for six, you run for four. It's first and 10. Pass, 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 miss field goal. Like, I, I just don't know how many times you have to do this. Like, I don't know how many other people were doing this, but I was looking at the clock throughout the end of that drive. And I knew if they give the ball back to Cincinnati, they're losing. They need to play this in a way where they bleed the clock. They're smart about running the ball. They stay ahead of the sticks and they kill the remaining time, as hard as that is to do. But you know who did it really well? The Bengals last year when they played the Chiefs in the regular season, who took it down to the final second and beat them. And the Chiefs just sat there and threw the ball. And Mahomes, I don't know what the hell happened on third down. McKinnon was wide open. Doesn't throw it to him. I might be in the minority. I would not have kicked the field goal. Like, it's death anyway. Does anyone in the world think they're stopping them there? So, look, you know what? It's soft defense. It's it's a killer fumble. It's a huge penalty on their second offensive drive that takes them away from a 35-yard pass. It's it's a very, very questionable call on McDuffie that takes away an interception. It's a million missed tackles from their two safeties. It's I mean, it's a lot of things. And when you combine them all, you lose. What do you guys think? Do you think that the scheme and the zone coverage was the major issue, or would it have been a situation where maybe that works if the team tackles? Because that that could be a situation where, yeah, maybe Spags is actually putting him in the right spot, but everyone's getting blown back. No one's tackling. We have no idea if that would actually work. We just don't have the horses to keep up with Chase Boyd and Higgins back there, in my opinion. These guys are – we don't have enough talent, don't have enough experience, too much youth. They just outclassed us. I I agree with Adam. I don't don't think there was anything totally – flawed in the game plan i like these young players they just have young guys all over the place and if they had gone the super aggressive route they would have gotten toasted a couple of times probably for big plays and touchdowns i think you'd be in the same boat if you're the chiefs now you can argue whether or not 
you want to be passive or, or be more aggressive and that, it, that being more aggressive might lead to mistakes. Sure. But like, look, the fact of the matter is the chiefs were doing a pretty good job in the second half of this game on defense. They were giving the offense chances and the offense didn't execute. And at the end of the day, this, this defense is just it right now. It's not ready, right? This defense is young and it's not ready to, to hang with it, with an offense of this caliber just yet. They're just not. But- but the veterans were the issue. They suck. It, it, like, it, it was yeah. it was Thornhill and it was Thornhill and Reed. It wasn't McDuffie. I think McDuffie for the most part had a fine the game. The were fine. Their, yeah, their safeties were a mess. Do you think? Do you think, Bolt, do you think Bolton and Willie Gay had great games? I think no. they had. No, I don't. But it, but again, the entire back seven. Willie Gay's in his third year. Tackle Joe Burrow, Willie. Tackle him. Like I, I mean, is Frank Clark? Is he a rookie? What about Chris Jones? To me, look, we could see. And it, by the way. If you want to go that route, that's fine. By the way, Carl Loftus had the only sack in the whole freaking game. He was a rookie. The, all, to me, if you feel that way, then go after them. Don't sit there and drop seven the whole game if you think that your rookie corners can't handle it. Then you're begging for death. You're begging for death. To me, in that game, you play one of two ways. You either go after them, which I think is a terrible, terrible way to play because Burrow's best quarterback statistically against the Blitz in the NFL. Or... You play man coverage, you help those corners on the outside, and you spot drop the linebackers underneath to take away the crossing routes. And the Chiefs did none of that. They sat in a soft-ass zone for four quarters. They couldn't get a lick of pressure. Like, to me, look, but they, it's not just the defense. The defense, by the way, stunk to high end. They gave up 431 yards and they forced one punt. They stunk outside of one great play by Dunlap. The offense, to me, Mahomes missed a wide-open back in McKinney. It would have been an easy first down. Okay, which it's one play, but he's got to make that play. It's an easy play. Number two, Kelsey cannot fumble the ball. You just can't. Like, I don't care how great he is and what he's done for them over the years. You you have to hold on to the football there. You just do. And to lose that ball, it's a killer, obviously. But then the defense has an opportunity to hold him and can't do crap. Like, they just let him go right in. Chris Evans, as the Chiefs blow coverage, there's nobody on him. You, you have to be able – to execute what's called, but what was called tonight, in my opinion, sucked. So you could sit there and execute all day long. Your drop seven zone bullshit isn't beating a good quarterback ever. Not tonight, not next week, not ever. The drop seven zone would have beaten a good quarterback if not for a couple of plays. One, the Travis Kelsey fumble, which you mentioned. Also, let's keep in mind that same defensive scheme. And, and my point about the young players is that they can't play the man defense, which is why they're in the zone, because they're young players. That's why they didn't call the defense that you're, you're saying they should have called. And at the end of the game, what happened? They were playing bend, but don't break. The Bengals got down there. It was, it was third down. They batted down a ball. It's the fourth quarter. You're giving the ball back to Mahomes with a four-point lead. So the defensive scheme to that point was, was working. Make them, make them run. It's the same damn thing they were doing to the Chiefs. Make them run a lot of plays. Hope they, they make some mistakes. You get a sack. You get a drop ball. So, like, this defense, the problem is the defense just isn't – it's just not ready. You've got a mix of, of kind of some, some older guys on the line and some younger guys in the secondary who aren't ready, and they've got to grow up because when they grow up, if they grow up, those young guys, Bolton and Gay and McDuffie and the guys in the secondary, they're going to be the strength of the team, and that's going to allow this whole team to play a totally different style of defense. But until they're ready, until they're ready to go out there and man up, 
Like, this is probably the smart defense. Even though it didn't work, make people run a lot of plays, make them run the ball, and try. In this game, look, the Chiefs offense scored 24 points. That's why they lost. You're playing the Bengals. You needed 30. It's on Mahomes and the offense. I, I respect your opinion. It's certainly valid. I'm telling you right now, if they play this way in the playoffs, they're getting their ass beat and they're going home. I'm telling you, like, I don't, and I don't give a shit who they play. They will lose the game. If they, if they are that scared of their corners, okay, they're that scared of their corners, they're getting a man coverage, then they're going home. Because you're not beating teams spot dropping 15 yards off the line of scrimmage every play. You're not. Like, you're going to get run out of the building. And, and you know what? I, I, I agree with the Kelsey thing, but I also disagree. You don't know what happened on that. What if they go three and out after Kelsey gets tackled there? Like, what if they kick a field goal and they miss because Bucker just missed a field goal? What if Tyler Boyd catches a ball, hits him in the face mask, should have been a touchdown? I mean, there's a, you could do what it could have, should have, all day long and half the night. You know what? If I became a doctor, I'd have more money in my bank account. But I didn't. I'm not a fucking doctor. Like, they, they, they consistently played a defense that was extremely predictable, that brought no pressure whatsoever. And when you do that, if you don't get home with four, you're dead. If you get home with four, you can play that way. If you don't get home with four and you're spot dropping, Joe Burrow's not a moron. He's going to know where to throw the football. Like their receivers are really good players. They're going to know where to go. So to me, I'm not saying the players are blameless. Juan Thornhill tackles like he doesn't have arms. Okay. I'm not, Justin Reed talked his shit all week long and stunk the entire game. Stiff armed. Oh, he stunk into oblivion. Their line was terrible. They got run over at the point. Like, oh, I'm not exonerating the players. But the scheme was a disaster. You're not going to beat good teams dropping seven and getting no pressure the whole game in a very predictable zone defense. You're not. Why can't this Chiefs team get pressure on what has been a below-average offensive line? Now, I know the Bengals' offensive line is better this season than it was last year, but it still seems to be a problem. Chris Jones was taking on double teams the majority of this game. It was going to be difficult, so someone else needed to step up. We saw Carlos Dunlop step up twice and Karloftis once. Why can't anyone else on this Chiefs D-line, who for the most part had been trending the correct way, there were what, top five in sacks coming into this game, they got zero pressure. Burrow had all day behind, again, a below average offensive line. Why is it always against Cincinnati? Because they do a great job of neutralizing players on both sides. Not only Chris Jones, but Travis Kelsey. They just do a wonderful job of that. They're a bad matchup for the Chiefs. And when Chris Jones is taken out of, a, out of a game, the rest of these guys just don't have, maybe Karloftis will get there. But right now, the rest of these guys just don't have enough talent. They're not going to win consistently one-on-one without Chris Jones disrupting things, typically up the middle, but also from the edge. When they kicked him out, I was hoping, and maybe he'll get loose uh, against the tackle, but they just you got to tip the, your hat to the offensive line of the Bengals. They were really rocky to start this season, but recently, especially against the Titans last week and the Chiefs this week, they looked pretty good. A uh, couple of super chats right here. Thank you, guys. Papa Swanky, no sacks, and one of the lower-ranked O-lines in the league is terrible. Yes, uh, we're all in agreement. And then Taryn Young says, weakness is defensive game planning. You mentioned it, Verderam. No tackling, no pass rush, holes in the line, health and cute plays in the red zone. I have a question for you guys. At right tackle, Andrew Wiley looked horrendous in the first half. We can all agree there. As the game progressed, he 
Maybe he progressed a little bit, but it's clear he's not the long-term answer, and he might not even be the short-term answer. If it were up to you guys, would you go to Prince Tego and no-go? Would you give Lucas Niang a chance, who Niang did come in for a play here and there, or would you stick with Andrew Wiley? I'd stick with Wiley. I, I, like all these other guys. It's like the backup quarterback syndrome, and people are like, oh, if we only put in that guy, that guy probably is a backup for a reason. Like Prince Teguanogo has been on the team how many years? I mean, I, they see him every day in practice. I'm good. I, I'm all set. Now, if you want to put Niang in there, that's fine. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think any of it matters, man. I, the right tackle situation is going to be hit or miss no matter who's in there, in my opinion. Um, like Action Jackson, our Bills fan, I dropped in. Thanks, man. Box wine and smokes sausage. Here's money. Fair enough. God bless you. <laughs> um, appreciate you, man. Appreciate you, man. Ocean uh, says uh, three games circled the Bills, Titans, and Bengals. One and two and probably on three of Tannehill plays. It's very, very sad. Well, listen, they beat the Bucs. They beat the Niners. I mean, it's not like they beat – no, they beat Chargers twice. Um, but I hear you. It's a frustrating way to lose. 19 EHF says his defense isn't built to handle high-powered offense. He's just worrying about the Bills, but Bengals are the number two. I mean, look, I would say this. Like, you, you've you got to play differently than this. I'm sorry. I don't care. I'll, I'll fight anybody over this. Like, you need it, – it is it is a gutless way to play defense, to just back up and back up and back up. And, look, it's on the players, too. I'm not just saying it's backs. Like, you're playing as a four-man rush against a team that can't block anybody. Beat beat a block. Do something. Can't do it. You know, you, you know, it's it's the tackling. How many times today? Run or pass. Chiefs have a guy lined up, can't tackle him. Miss him. Guy goes an extra eight to ten yards. Happens constantly. Happens constantly. You're not going to win like that. You're just not. Now, all that said, all that said, I still think they're gonna be the number one seed in the conference. Because I don't think they're losing another game in the regular season. I don't think the Bills are going to run the table. If the Chiefs run the table, nobody else catches them. I don't think the Bengals are running the table from here on out. Who knows with Lamar, how healthy he is. Like, look. And I think the absolute worst case is the Chiefs at a two-seed. And okay, they're a two-seed, fine. They're a two-seed. Probably play the Jets in the first round. And then guess what? <laughs> probably get the Bengals in the second round an hour. Right? Just sit back <laughs> and enjoy, folks. But, I mean, I think, I think they're going to be fine. I, I do. But I, I think they're going to be fine for five games against five teams that they should beat. The playoffs, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I don't overreact to it in the sense, like, defensively, sometimes they play well. But, yeah, I mean, they they are just so terrified. And we're blessed as we're not being shadowed. Bro, they just they barely beat the Rams today. Like, I, I'm not ready. They only lost to the Raiders, giving up 40, and almost lost to John Wolford. They're, they're going to beat Seattle's ass, okay? I, I wouldn't get too worked up. Listen, it's gotta, it also has got to be said, and I'll shut up. Like, let's also be real. They're nine and three. They're not going to win every game they play. They're not like they're human. If they run the table and they go 14 and three, you're not going to sign for that. I mean, but, but that said, today's frustrating because they had opportunities to win the game. And as they seem to do against this team, they, they slide. They don't, they don't finish the game. That's the way it goes. Well, and that's what makes it so much more frustrating. I'm not expecting Kansas City to go undefeated. We knew this was going to be a tough game. Expecting the Chiefs to just come in here and roll all over the Bengals, that's a little foolhardy. Again, the overall outlook of the season still looks bright. Nine and three right now, second seed in the AFC. They're still maybe the favorite to win the Super Bowl from the AFC. The overall outlook looks bright, but why it's so dim in my eyes, you've talked about how this game is circled. You've talked about wanting the revenge factor against Cincinnati. And when you play soft, that's all words. That's all words. Where is the action? Now, Mahomes, I think, gave it his all. That one touchdown run, 
The MJ, he even had his tongue out for it, was incredible. He was trying to make his MVP moment right then and there. But other people have to back up. And to me, I'm with you more, Verdram. It comes down to the defense letting this team down. Offense wasn't outstanding, but they didn't have a lot of opportunities. That Travis Kelsey fumble was a killer. But it comes down to you have to play harder, less soft. Would have liked to see some Legereus Sneed blitzing. I just think Spags didn't get aggressive enough. I don't know. Maybe after sending that zero blitz on third and 27 last year, he wanted to try a different tactic tonight but it didn't work. Also, did anyone notice on the last play of the game that Mike Danik had a clear shot at Burrow and just stopped? Anyone else see that? Well, go watch the play again because I noticed that in real time and I went back just now to watch it to see if I was out of my mind. Beats the guard clean as a whistle, is right next to him and just stops, just stands there. And guys, you know, Burrow zings in a pass and that's it. Like, you know, it's, you know, again, I think they're going to be fine regular season. They're going to win their games. They're going to, I honestly think they're going to run the table. But you know what? It's, it's been they are they are more frustrating than they should be sometimes. They really are. Like they they have too many of these games where it's just a crap show. I mean, how, can you guys off the top of your head? How many games do you think the Chiefs had this year? They haven't had a turnover. We haven't committed a turnover. One or Maybe two. One or two. If Maybe three. the Niners game. Right. No, yeah. they threw a pick in that game. Okay. Raiders at home Monday Night Football. Chargers game the first game, and they should have. They he's home so three balls should have been picked in that game, and the Cardinals game. And no, I'm sorry, the Cardinals, they did turnover. Smith used to fumble. And he should have had another pick tonight when yeah, he, he threw into triple coverage. So they've had two games all year where they haven't turned the ball on. I mean, at some point, you've got to stop. You've got to stop. And it's not just turnovers. It's falling asleep on special teams. Now, they didn't do that tonight because they didn't have a chance to only force one punt. But, like, it's falling asleep on special teams. It's huge penalties. Like, everybody can bitch about the McDuffie call, and that's fine. I, I agree with that. Like, what about some of the other calls in the game that were just blatant? Like, they have two guys downfield on third and 15. Where the fuck are you going? You know it's a pass. Where are you going? That took away a 35-yard completion. Like, that kind of stuff sends you home. It sends you home in January. And they just, they don't pay attention to details. They don't, like, they don't tackle well. They, 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 they have too many lapses where, you know, it's like a not even a blown coverage, but like, you know, they're they're soft in the zone. There's too much space. The guy's a little bit too soft. And like the NFL, it's just like in baseball. Like if you miss your pitch by three inches in Major League Baseball, you're fucked. That ball's going 500 feet. Like this isn't high school. If you're three feet in the wrong direction on a zone, you're screwed. Too much, too much time. They have to clean up this stuff. I have no faith they will do it. I think they will win out in the regular season, and then they will give us all Ajita come January. Do you guys think that and, – and sorry, I had to drop off their audio issues. We'll try to get it figured out. Hopefully it sounds better. Um, I mean, looking at this team, where they're at right now, they've, they've really struggled. They haven't played a lot of really good quarterbacks this year. I mean, that's just – you know they've gone up against Herbert twice. They play Brady, but it's not exactly going great out for Brady and Tampa Bay right now, right? And, you know, they, a big win against San Francisco, but it's, it's, it's with all due respect, it's, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, he's not, he's not on Herbert's level. He's not on Joe Burrow's level. And the fact of the matter is, when the Chiefs have played really good quarterbacks, it's been a, either a nail-biter with Mahomes, you know, putting them on his back, or they've lost. And it's a game against Buffalo. And they were close games. The Chiefs were in those games, home against Buffalo, and, and on the road against Cincinnati. But if they don't get this number one seed, 
and which they do not have right now and they need help. I mean, I don't see them going through, as they stand right now, I don't see them going through two teams like Miami, Buffalo, Cincinnati with good quarterbacks and dynamic offenses. I just don't see it. If they can get the number one seed, right, and they end up you know, playing a, an easier opponent in that first round, get the AFC Championship game, maybe they can, they can do it and they can win any game because they got Mahomes. But do you guys think they could get through? If, if they end up being the, the two seed and they got to go through Miami and Cincy or Miami, Cincy or Buffalo, do you see them rolling through on, on the road with this defense? Did you think that the Eli Manning-led Giants would beat the undefeated Patriots? Did you yeah, think the Cincinnati Bengals – do you think Cincinnati was going to be Kansas City last every, year? every eight-year no, 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 no. Do you think Nick Foles – Do you think Nick Foles – defense. Did you think Nick Foles leading that Eagles team was going to beat the Tom Brady-led Patriots? Do you think that was going to happen? Oh, get into not. the playoffs. Get in the playoffs. Get healthy. That should be the most important thing. Well, they can be any gonna, team. They're going to get in the playoffs. No, playoff. my point what is I'm they can be you, any team. Yes. What I'm asking you is do you believe that as this defense stands right now, they can go through two teams like that? Not can anything happen. Of course anything can happen. That goes this without is, saying. This do is the worst we've seen them enough? play all season. This is by far the worst we've seen them play all season. At least the softest we've seen them play all season, correct? The softest, not the worst. The worst was I don't want to just live completely in the moment right here, and I want to take at least a larger viewpoint. Yeah, the but defense they, up into this game been had been progressive. All year. It's been bad all year. Go look at the statistics. All sure. year. They're giving up wide receivers running all over them. So, again, answer my question. If they have to go through two teams like that, do you think – as they stand right now, they'll make it. You know, like what, what percentage would you give them? Like, I don't know, 40%, which would be more than the majority of sports books would give them. I, 40%. I see when you've got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey, it should be over 50%. It just should be. But it's a moment like this that reminds us all that this is a retooling year. This looked like a retooling defense tonight. It looked like a team in transition from one era to the next. And sometimes Mahomes elevates the rest of this roster so much that we forget that. So I'm with you, Patrick. I don't know that this is the best team in the AFC. It may be the third best team in the AFC if the Bengals are going to play like this with Jamar Chase back. I, I mean, I agree. I don't know how you can argue that the Chiefs are better than the Bengals. Like, I don't know how you can argue. How can I, I argue it? Can, yeah, can I think they beat them that? three times it's, in a row. Unless you just think it's a terrible matchup, which it is that? a terrible matchup. The Bengals have lost to the Browns every game for a decade. Are the Browns better than it, the it, Bengals? It doesn't matter. They're better than the Chiefs right now. No, they're not. They're a, better, they're a hard matchup for the Chiefs. There's a big difference. Like, some teams are a hard matchup. The Bengals the are, are a hard matchup. Team. The Bengals, listen, I have a lot of respect for Cincinnati. And I, I can say that genuinely. I picked them to win the division for the season. Like, I'm not like Johnny come lately. I picked them to go 12 and five. Like, I, I think the Bengals are legit. And I've said since the offseason, when a lot of people are like, they're a fluke. No, they're not. I, and I am, I actually love watching them play, to be totally honest with you. They're well coached. They're fun to watch offensively just because they've beaten the Chiefs. And they have the Chiefs number. They're, they're their boogeyman right now. There is no two ways. That doesn't mean they're better than them. Like that, that just means they have a number on a team. Like, I, look, sometimes that happens. Like, it's just the way it is. The Chiefs. Are the Chiefs necessarily better than Buffalo? I don't know. But you know what? Every time they play them in a game that matters, they beat them. Like, I mean, I don't know that they're better than them or not, but, like, they've had their number in playoff games. And for those who are like, listen, you're making an excuse. I'm not making an excuse for shit. They lost. They got their ass beat. The Bengals are are their daddy at the moment. Let's just call it what it is. They are. They are, they are absolutely in Kansas City's heads. But do I think they're better No, I don't think they're better. 
Like what like if you said to me who would I give bigger Super Bowl odds to, I'd give the Chiefs better odds to get the Super Bowl in Cincinnati. They're better than them. But 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 when they play each other, it's a problem for the for the Chiefs because they have these big wideouts. The Chiefs are scared to death of putting these guys on an island and giving a little bit of help. And so it's a weird matchup. And at, and listen, the Bengals defensive coordinator is a damn good head coach in waiting. He is. That guy is going to be a head coach. Okay. Anarumo can coach. That guy is really good at throwing a lot of crap at them. And they give him a problem. But I don't think they're better. I mean, the the Niners beat the piss out of the Rams. Now, the Rams right now, I know, are a joke because they're hurt. But, like, do I think the Rams when they're at full capacity are as good as the Niners? Yeah, probably. But they – and, by the way, Garoppolo's out for the year. He broke his foot. Um, so, look, I, I hear you. But do, would, would I put the Chiefs down below the Bengals in a power ranking? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, the Chiefs, to me, are better, but head-to-head, they struggle with them. I think both things can be true at once. I think I'd rather play the Bills in the playoffs than the Bengals because this is just a brutal matchup. It's been proven three times in a row. I got to eat some crow here. Coming into the season, I thought this was a one-hit wonder. I thought they were I thought they were Chumbawamba, man. I thought they were uh, just a fluke based on their defense falling apart, based on a super easy schedule, and the cleanest bill of health in the entire league. But they are for real. We have to give them credit. And they, for some reason, are a nightmare for us on both sides of the ball. Uh, Part of it's scheme. Part of it's that this is just a roster now that their offensive line is kind of shoring up that doesn't have any weaknesses. And I think the Chiefs are, are just too reliant on a few players, notably Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones. I also think it has to be mentioned that Joe Tooney is one of the most important players on this roster, and we don't talk about him enough, but not having him tonight might have been the difference in the game. I know I already mentioned DJ Reader, but we have to talk about him again. Every time every time they showed a replay, I, I saw that guy shooting through our offensive line, and, and it was mainly Nick Allegretti that's, that um, – that struggled with him. Do you think the loss, uh, not just of Joe Tooney, but let's say Kadarius Tony, Miko Hardman, we saw Sky Moore. First off, I thought we were going to see a lot more Sky Moore. We hardly saw him at all. We saw him on one end around in what was basically the Tony Hardman role. Do you think Hardman or Tony would have added another dimension in this game? Or do you think things would still play out the exact way? I'm not using injuries as an excuse because every team has injuries. Would they, would they have added something different to the table in this particular game? Well, I think no doubt. I mean, having your full complement of offensive talent, Juju, he came back in the game, right? After, yeah, after he, yeah. he, took that. he didn't do much after that. I don't know if he was right or what happened there. Um, but look, yeah, the chiefs were banged up. You know, they were missing some good players, some dynamic players. They could look a lot different come playoff time. And, and that's, you know, but they were mis- guys, missing Joe Mixon, you know, we can, we can right, make all the yeah. excuses we want. Yeah. Both, both teams, both teams have injuries. I think that if you've got one of those guys, big time playmakers, the chiefs are a little bit short on big time playmakers in this game, right? You're relying on a guy like Jarek McKinnon and, and, and some of these other guys, but yeah, it could make a difference because one of those plays could be, this was, again, this was only, you know, a field goal game. So uh, it was a close one. It was on the road. Um, But again, I just, I keep going back to this chiefs defense, just not being good enough right now. And because of that, Mahomes and the offense have to be almost perfect. They can't make any mistakes. They, they can't settle for field goals. I would say, and I agree with Verder and what he said earlier in the show, that the Chiefs shouldn't have tried to kick that field goal. 
and that they should have been very aggressive in a game like this. Now, if you're playing, you know what I mean? If you're playing the Browns or the Raiders or, or some, you know, some other team that, that, that isn't quite this dynamic, fine. You know, you maybe play it a little bit conservatively. But you saw what the, the Bengals did at the end of the first half. Now, it didn't work out for them when they went for it on fourth down, right? But they were like, no way, man. We need touchdowns. We're playing Patrick Mahomes. We're going for it. And, and, it, and, and, and maybe it's good for the Chiefs to lose a game like this where they look at the rest of the AFC and they say, you know what, man, like these other teams, these young quarterbacks, they're grown up. They're good. They've got weapons around them. We might have the best weapon in the game and Patrick Mahomes and the best head coach, but these teams can hang with us. And they have players that can expose some of our vulnerabilities. And when we get into these big games against these teams, we shouldn't walk around acting like, you know, thinking like we're the big dogs. Mahomes will pull it out in the end. Take every opportunity you get, go for the kill. And maybe that'll change the Chiefs mentality a little bit as we go further down the season here. I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of running out of things to say in this game because I feel like it's just a record, broken record. But like, I mean, like, did they need to lose to know that? Like, did they, did, did they need, like, were they like, shit, can't believe he's good. Like, he only beat us twice, including the Evidently, time. they weren't aggressive. But I, again, I, you know what, though? Sometimes, like, and I'm not, this isn't the right idea, it's just in general. Like, sometimes we just missed a force retreat with this stuff. They are not going to play the style of football, in my opinion, in my opinion, right or wrong, that they need to play to maximize this potential on defense. They're not. They're absolutely terrified of getting up with these big corners on the line of scrimmage and getting into these guys. And McDuffie's not a big corner, but he's very good technically, and he's strong. They're absolutely terrified. They're horrified to roll up on the line of scrimmage, get man coverage, these safeties. I mean, if you're going to have Reed or Thornhill come down to the box, you might as well just have him take a Gatorade break and play him 11 on 9 because both of them stink down to the box. They cannot do it. You should put Cook in the game because Cook actually can play in the box. But they don't want to do that because Spags won't play a guy until he's played 12 years in the NFL if he has any other options. So you're stuck with a defense that does not play to its strengths, that is that is absolutely neutered any time they can't get home before because they're terrified or or unless they can blitz the quarterback. But in this game, you play a quarterback that's very good against the blitz. So correctly, they didn't want to blitz in this game. Got exposed. Offensively speaking, I don't care. Like they're fine offensively. They scored a bunch of points. They moved the ball. They fumbled. That's what cost them. And they took a big penalty on a third and fifteen. They converted. But that to me is the bigger point team wide. They make too many damn mistakes. They are careless. They are reckless. Justin Reed, when he was talking a ton of shit this week, didn't even know the guy's name. I mean, it's a and, and people laugh. It's details. He didn't even know the fuck he was talking about. 84, 88, I don't know who I, we're gonna lock them all down. Bro, you don't even watch enough films to know what the hell you're talking about. Like, that's a horrible look. That's ridiculous. And then Hurst gets hurt, by the way. He didn't play for most of the game, had a calf injury. At some point, you need to be details oriented. You need to do the little things right. Hold on to the ball. Don't miss the check down. Don't give up a, a third down. How many times? It was four times today. They converted a first down for the Bengals via penalty. Those things kill you. And that's not to denigrate Cincinnati. Cincinnati's terrific. But a lot of this shit comes down to the Chiefs. They make too many little mistakes, and then they'll make a few big ones, 
And when you play the Rams or the Chargers who will reciprocate, you're probably going to win. But when you play a team that doesn't turn the ball over, that doesn't take big penalties, that makes a handful of great plays, you're going to lose to them if you make a bunch of mistakes. The Chiefs made too many mistakes in this game, a lot of which were self-inflicted, and they go home with a loss, and deservedly so. And if they play the Bengals again and they make mistakes, they're going to lose to them again. We glossed over it earlier on in the show, but the second fourth down where they decided to go for a 55-yard field goal, earlier on in the game, they were tasked with a similar decision, that fourth and, what, three. They ended up – fourth and four. They went for it. They picked it up. They ended up turning into a uh, McKinnon touchdown. I'm shocked that after having that success – Was that the Juju conversion? Yes. uh, Yes, Juju Smith-Juju conversion. My point is they've already done it once. They had a play that they liked, and it worked out. You are known as an offensive first team, Andy Reid offensive mind. Why not be aggressive again in that situation? Fergram, you mentioned it early. Even if Bucker makes the 55-yarder, do you not think they're going to go down and kick a field goal and win it? Do you think that they're just going to all of a sudden the defense is going to, oh, now we're going to tackle hard. Now we're not letting them get extra yards. Why didn't they go for it on that opportunity to honestly take the lead? I don't know. I, I, I agree. With, I hated the decision. Hated I agree it. with Matt. I think this team has some – it's almost like some hubris or some arrogance where they just always think Mahomes is going to come through in the end. 100%. And they always 100%. think things are going to be. But that was their think chance. Are going to, and we, we first saw this in the with the Bucs in the Super Bowl. We saw it again last season. And I think we're seeing it now. They're, they're, they just, the slow starts, the self-inflicted wounds. The, but they always think number 15 is going to dig them out. And that's because he often does. But on the days where he can't, this is what happens. Right, and we saw it at the end of the Bills game. He wasn't able to get it done. He made a mistake, and we saw it in this game. I Look, I will say that the Travis-Kelsey fumble, I have some sympathy for Travis on that one because he's fighting for extra yards. The, the, the Bengals player had a really good grip on the ball, and you see this happen a lot in the NFL when a guy's got a good grip on the ball, and then the player starts to go to the ground. It's almost, impor- it's like almost impossible to hold on to the ball because your own body weight and, and gravity works against you. In that situation, they're tugging up. You're going down. Do you think, and we saw it later in the game when, when Kelsey in the fourth quarter caught the ball and he, he ran into a couple guys and kind of just went down. Do you think in these situations moving forward, if, if it's not absolutely crucial and they're moving the ball and they just got a big play, that those four or five extra yards he gets isn't worth it no. and he maybe should just try to get down? No, just hold on to the ball. I mean, I, you know what? Because the next time he caught the ball, he did the same thing. He held on to it. Like, I, also, it's another detail thing. Jermaine Pratt. Made the tackle. They were wrapped up. The gang tackles, by the way, the Chiefs. When's the last time the Chiefs made a gang tackle anywhere on the field? Okay. The gang tackled. And guess what happened? He intentionally went for the ball and ripped the ball out. When is the last time a Chiefs player's done that? I couldn't even tell you. When is the last time a Chiefs player ripped at the ball? They never do it. Like, it's details. The Bengals are really well coached. They're really intentional about these things. They don't take big penalties. I mean, third and 15, I understand sometimes you have a guy illegally downfield because it's an RPO and, and there's confusion, and I, I get that. It's fucking third and 15. Where are you going? You're going you're gonna to come out and catch a pass in the flat? Where are you going? They had two damn guys down the field. Like, that's the kind of stuff that it costs you games. It costs you the su- – I mean, you one thing I will say, too, my God, you lost the Super Bowl, in my opinion, last year by losing that AFC title game. You had 10 months to figure out how to beat cover eight or eight when they drop eight. Whenever they dropped eight, she had absolutely no answer. None. None. 
Mahomes almost ran every time they dropped eight or he threw the ball away. You had 10 months. No clue. Absolutely no idea what to do. Well, they had an idea. It was run the football, and it was working. They were running for five and a half yards a clip. Isaiah Pacheco, got to give him some credit. That dude is enjoyable to watch. He looks for contact, always pops up. Jarek McKinnon, he ran for a, a, a nice burst. What did he have? Six, or 51 yards on eight carries, the long of 14. So he was consistently, you know, six, seven yards a carry. The fact that the Chiefs did not stick with that more, and this is me, I, I hate taking the ball away from Patrick Mahomes, but when you were gashing them on the ground, why stop? Yeah, Chiefs had 138 yards rushing in this game. But the Cincinnati how many of those Bengals- were? Can you look something up? How many of those yeah. were Mahomes? Because I thought they did a tremendous job of containing him. He nine. had nine yards. Yeah, yeah. He, he just ran a he ran twice. Um, once it was for a touchdown. Like he had nowhere to go. But yeah, and you could see it. You know, he was stopping at the line, and and, and that led to a penalty. But the Bengals in this game ran for 152 yards, and they passed for 279 yards. I mean, they just whooped up on the Chiefs' defense. Like, I don't know what else there is to say. With a backup running back. Yeah, with a, with a, you know, and 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 they found this team has found early in the season. Teams started doing to them what they were doing to the Chiefs last year that gave Kansas City fits. And what did the Bengals do? Even with Joe Mixon out, we've seen it the last couple of weeks with the Bengals. Samaj P. Ryan don't care. We are, if you're going to play us this way, if you're scared of our wide receivers, and you should be, we are going to run the ball. We're going to have a balanced offense, and we're going to make you pay for it. And the Chiefs tried to do that in this game. And, you know, by and large, they, they did. did 25 carries, 27 passing attempts. So the Chiefs did have a balanced game. Maybe they could have ran a couple more times here and there in certain situations. But the fact of the matter is they just didn't get enough stops on defense. And they made a couple of mistakes on offense and the Buckhurst missed field goal. And that was it. That was the difference in the game. It feels probably like, I don't know. Do you guys feel like they lost by more points than they actually did watching this game? No, I don't. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But um, I'm, I'm not annoyed with them that they lost the game. It's, it's a, listen, Cincinnati's a really good team on the road. Like you're going to lose games like that sometimes. I'm not, I'm not honestly annoyed that they lost the game. I am annoyed that it is the same fucking problems over and over and over and over, and they just never stop it. They never stop. I truly believe, right or wrong, as Adam pointed out and said earlier, there is a little bit of a thing in that bug in their brain that is like, you know what? Doesn't really matter because we got Pat, and it's cool, and he'll just gun one in there for 15 when we need it. And uh, you know what? If we, you know, if we take a stupid you know, this penalty, if we if we muff a kick, you know, if we're not prepared at all for an onside kick or a fake punt, you know, if we're ineligible downfield on third and 15, because like, eh, you know, what the hell, take a quick jog on third and 15. Like, you know, that, you know, we miss a shitload of tackles every week. It's cool because we have Pat and Pat's just going to bail us out anyway. And I, I think there's a lot of urgency with these other teams when they play the Chiefs, doesn't matter who it is, those teams know that if they don't play their best games, they're not going to win. Or at least they probably won't win. The Chiefs have this mentality of like, as long as we finish off with Pat having the ball, we're in pretty good shape, and everything else is kind of a bonus. And I think that comes from they won a Super Bowl really early in his career. They went to another one. The Bengals have gotten a one, obviously didn't win it. The Bills have never gotten one. So there's this burning hunger. There, there's this understanding they, those teams have to be better or they won't win. 
I think for the Chiefs, it's a lot of like, eh, we'll figure it out. We'll, we're fine. We'll get there. We got rings. I got to tell you, there's not too many guys on that team anymore that have rings. How many of them are left that have rings from the Chiefs? And they look like it sometimes in these big spots when they just they fall apart because they, they make a million mistakes. This is the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Do us a favor and hit that like button. Also, we have an announcement. You should know this by now, but if you don't, this time next week, we are going to be at Tanner's Bar and Grill in Kansas City uh, watching. We'll probably be around now. We'll be getting ready. We'll be in our post-game show. We're coming to Kansas City this week. Tanner's Bar and Grill on Rainbow in Kansas City, Kansas for the Chiefs-Broncos game at 3.05. It's, things are kicking off around 12.30 at Tanner's. Make sure you get there early. They open at 11. Check out arrowheadaddict.com slash events for ticket information. It is free. Or check out the link in the description for the Eventbrite. We're going to be giving away a ton of swag. Casey Beer is going to be there. It's going to be an absolutely awesome time. Tanner's is going to be giving stuff away. Great food, beer. We'll all be in a much better mood, I promise. It'll be a much, it's going to be a much more fun post-game show um, and pre-game. We're going to be doing live podcasts from Tanner's. So join us. We'd love to meet some of you. We are listen. If, if you if you get one of those Eventbrite tickets, link in the description. It entitles you not to a seat. You're not guaranteed a seat, so get there early and get yourself a table. Um, but it gets you five free extra raffle tickets for all the giveaways throughout the course of the evening. And the first 50 people who check in with us are going to get a free gift. And I'm going to let you know it's a hat, and it is a really sweet original design that does not exist anywhere else. So top 50 people to get in there are going to get it. Uh, and we're running out. We're almost out of those Eventbrite RSVPs. So make sure you grab yours before it's too late. We will see you next week. Super excited. All right, let's get back to the game. So is there anybody we've talked a lot? Oh, there's a little, it's, it's a negative podcast. We don't do these very often because the Chiefs don't lose very often. But here we are. So some silver linings, some positives from this game. Let's talk about that. Adam, who stood out for you as having a good game in this one? We're not giving away arrowheads because it it's, it's a loss tonight. But who stood out for you as having a good game? God. Toughest question I've ever been asked on this podcast. Oh, it was, there was nobody that stood out. Maybe Creed Humphrey because I didn't really notice him. And I noticed a lot of other players on the offensive line and everywhere else making mistakes, including Pat and Kelsey and Chris and all of our better players. So I'm going to go Creed Humphrey. Creed Humphrey. What about you, Sterling? Who stood out? Carlos Dunlap. Carlos yeah. Dunlap made the play of the game. All the, all the momentum swung back towards Kansas City. Bengals were driving. I think it was a good decision for the Cincinnati Bengals to go for it, but we saw what happened in the AFC Championship game. I thought I was going to play it the same way. It did not in the end, but Dunlap came up with multiple big plays in this game. Uh, it was just a shame the rest of the defensive line, for the most part, could not make bigger plays as well. Who about you, Vern Ram? Anybody's performance stand out to you as being positive in this loss? The running backs, that's it. Everybody else I thought stunk, absolutely stunk mostly. I mean, I really – MBS had a couple of really nice catches. I know he dropped the one. He had a couple of great catches. Kelsey, by his standards, stunk. He'd be the first one to tell you that. I thought Mahomes in the game was was okay. He's average. Um, by the way, Juan Thornhill's tweeting. Juan Thornhill probably should stop tweeting. Just a, just a thought. Um, log off. Bro, no down, no seriously, log off. Um, no, like he didn't say anything like derogatory, but like he's he's just, he's begging for people to jump into his mentions like nobody's business. No, look, I mean, other than the backs and Dunlap's a good call. Um, I mean, they stunk. I don't know. Mahomes was average. Kelsey wasn't good by his standards. MVS was pretty good. But he had a huge drop, although it didn't hurt him in the end. Um, I mean, defensively, Jesus, I'm not giving anybody an arrowhead. Like, what a train wreck. And by the way, it should be sick because we never talked about it. the linebackers in this game stunk too. Like. Nick Bolton, get downhill, man. 
I mean, get downhill and make a tackle. And he's been much better the last month. It was a bad game by him. Willie Gay, look, I, I'm a big fan of Willie Gay. Sometimes he's so athletic, I think he takes himself out of a play. Like, bro, you've got to tackle. Like, there were a couple plays in that game he missed. Now, I don't think they were like the end-all deal. I'm not going to see him playing the linebackers for that game. I think the other two levels are much bigger problems, but I don't know. Yeah, uh, the running backs. The running backs get, get credit for being the only positive thing in that game. Yeah, it's a tough one. The, the one that really stood out for me was was Jarek McKinnon. Eight carries, 51 yards, super efficient every time he touched the ball. Did a nice job for them. Um, had a you know two catches for nine yards and, and a touchdown. But yeah, not a lot of good from the Chiefs in a game where they just kind of struggled against this this Cincinnati team that seems to have their number. Jamar Chase was on crutches two weeks ago. Tonight goes for seven receptions for 97 yards on eight targets. It didn't feel like McDuffie was getting burned all over the place, but when they went to – he's just Jamar Chase. He's Jamar Chase, right? I mean, I, I don't know. The guy's, the guy's like an android or something out there. Um, that catch he had out of bounds that didn't count was just silly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just he's gonna make he's gonna make plays on you. So they're like five guys alive who could make that catch. Yeah, you've got to do you've got to do other things, and the Chiefs weren't able to do those other things. Anybody? Well, let's hear from some people out in the chat. We've got some super chats here. Uh, I want to get to a guy TPT Chiefs Football Podcast. You're not going to win games if you don't win in the trenches. Patrick Mahomes was hit eight times. Joe Burrow was not. We did not adjust enough, and and we haven't talked about that a ton, but. Is it time to look at uh, getting somebody else at right tackle? We talked about when you were off. Uh, Verderam is still Team Andrew Wiley. Probably he's the best answer currently on this roster. Uh, I, Lucas Niang, Prince Teguinogo, uh, he filled in fine, right? Prince Teguinogo in, in, in for Andrew Wiley. But they were giving him a lot of help chipping with tight ends. I do agree to an extent Wiley's probably the best option, but if he's not your long-term solution, I wouldn't mind giving Lucas Niang or Prince Teguinoga at least a game just to see what they can have, see what they can bring. You know what you have with Andrew Wiley. Uh, it's below average to average at best. Uh, that's where I stand currently at, with the right tackle situation. There's not a great option, at least during this season. Verderam, I'd like to hear from you on this. I, and I know you guys talked about it earlier, but the Chiefs, and I remember you telling me this, were very high on Lucas Niang. And you know, yeah, opened up from the start yeah. of last year. Obviously, injuries. We don't know what kind of state he's in. Um, but you know, is, is he somebody who should get another look? I mean, I, maybe. I, I guess I'm just not that overstung about this. Like, it's not like they're sitting like John Hanna over there. Like, I, I don't know. Like, Lucas Nang's fine. It, I have no problem with them giving him a look. He's coming off a really serious injury. Like, I think Andrew Wiley's fine. Like, I don't think he's bad. I think he's just a guy. He's fine. Like, they could upgrade him for sure. I don't think he's a black hole at right tackle. Like, he's fine. I, You know, to me, I'm going to tell you right now, you want to make a change in personnel, I'm to the point, like, bench bench one Thornhill and put Brian Cook in there. That, that to me, is the difference. I, I've, I've just seen enough of this. I've, I've seen enough of this where he doesn't – What I mean, look, and to be fair, there's a play in the game that he gets a pick, if not for a really ticky-tack call, and maybe we'll get this game a lot differently. But, man, it's just – it's every game, the tackling – it feel and, and and I'll be the first to admit it. The Chiefs, like I don't sit here and watch every single play five times over. I'm not a coach. It feels like when you watch them, he's late in a lot of rotations. I mean, there was a play early in the game that fell incomplete. Hurst torched him down the field. Like, how are you getting beat vertically by Hayden Hurst? It's your only job is not to get beat over the top. And if Burrow throws the ball a little bit more in a place doesn't handcuff him. It's like a 30-yard reception. I, I just – I think if you want to make a choice – like Wiley, you want to talk about Wiley, that, that's fine. I mean, I'll hear it. I'm not opposed to it. Like, I'll have the conversation. But I just 
I don't think it matters as much. What matters as much is you you need to get Cook out there or even Bush out there because Thornhill. There's a reason that they wouldn't play Thornhill over Sorensen forever last year until they had no other choice. There's a reason, and you're seeing it. You're seeing why. I don't understand. I'm not even saying I'm agreeing with that decision, but you're seeing why, and it's it's become a problem on a weekly basis. Are you saying Thornhill's not going to get the All Pro? <laughs> I'm saying Juan Thornhill. I mean, is there a chance? I'd have to look. Does he has? Does he have more missed tackles than tackles this season? Oh, oh no, man! Like, he he has. But like, damn, he's got to be close, man. I've said a few times. Need, the, go ahead, Adam. Our safeties need to stop talking smack. You know, writing checks they can't cash. It's just the two of them think they're all world, and we may have one of the worst safety units in the entire league. I've been talking about it all season. They look terrible back there. They can't tackle. They can't cover. We no longer have a ball hawk in our secondary. You can talk all the trash you want about the honey badger. And he did have a down year last year and he made a lot of business decisions, but that guy had a knack for creating turnovers and the chiefs continue to lose the turnover battle, which is kind of one of the, maybe the Achilles heel of the team that nobody talks about. Yeah. And they've overcome that for most of the season and that's not going to fly in the playoffs. It's just not. So looking at the rest of the season, it's a much easier schedule for the Chiefs with games against Denver, Houston's rolled over. I would be careful about Seattle on Christmas Eve, especially. Um, they've got a good ball club over there. Geno Smith is playing well. And I would be careful about the the, the Raiders in, in, in the last game of the season because of that dynamic offense. We saw it earlier this year. So if this defense doesn't figure some things out, and I think that the rest of this season should be about Figuring out what works, right? Because you should be able to win this game. So you want to make a little bit. Of, you want to make a little minor change. You want to play a little less Thornhill, a little more uh, Cook or, or or Bush. Try it out. Try it out against Denver. Try it out against Houston, and see how guys do with a little bit more playing time. I think now's the time to do that. Um, there there may not be an answer. You know, the Chiefs just may hope they have to get some good games out of people at the end. But what what would you say? I want to. I'm interested to hear what you guys. If you're Andy Reid, you're standing in the locker room right now. What are you saying to this team after a third loss to the Bengals, after getting knocked out of the playoffs by these guys and coming back and losing to them again? Like, what, what would your message, what, what should your message be to your team? You guys didn't want it. Just put them down, make them hungry for next time. Start throwing rolls of Charmin Ultra Soft toilet paper at them. I mean, seriously, they didn't want it. You, you, you talked about it. You can talk all you want about how you want to win a game. You got to go out and do it. You got to produce. Uh, again, Give the Bengals some credit. They played well. Joe Burrow, for as much as we talk about Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, all these other quarterbacks, Joe Burrow probably should be talked about more. I mean, quite frankly, he's won. He's been to a Super Bowl. What's Herbert done? I, at some point, though, if you're Andy Reid, you have to just sit him down and say, you guys were not tough. You were not tough enough. You didn't deserve to win this game. Vergeram, what are you saying to this team? I hope there's beer on the plane. Uh, I, look, I would I honestly – I would I would say what I said earlier, which is if you don't tighten up and pay attention to detail, and that means tackling, that means not taking a big penalty, that means not turning the ball over. You know, if you don't do those things, you're going to lose in January, whether it's to this team or another one. You're going to lose. You're going to lose. And at some point that you can talk about the coaching, but like that comes from within. You need to be focused. You need to be disciplined. You need to be paying attention. And it has to start. Because otherwise, they're going to lose. 
is going to happen. I would say this. I do think, you know, there always tends to be like the sky's falling when a team loses. No, they're rolling. Everybody's thrilled. You know, look, man, they're tied for the best record in the conference. Like, the, I know they lost to the Bills and the, and the Bengals, and everybody's, oh, God. Okay. I mean, the Bengals lost to Cooper Rush and Mitch Trubisky earlier in the year. They lost to, they lost to the Ravens. You know, like, they lose games. They're human. They've lost more games than Chiefs have this year. I, I mean, I, I st- you know, the Bills, they beat themselves all the time. How many turnovers they have this year? Throw a million picks in the red zone and everything else. So, look, I I think it's easy to look at your own team and, and have this fatalist-like approach to it sometimes. We're going to wake up tomorrow and guess who's going to be the Super Bowl favorite? Them. But I also think while you should have a balanced approach to the way you look at the game and the team, should also have an honest approach to the team. And the honest approach says they're very, very good. They're borderline great. But they do things too often that can sink them. And a lot of it is self-inflicted. And I thought tonight the Bengals deserve to win. They outplayed the Chiefs. I would argue the only big mistake the Bengals made in that game was Boyd missing that, that touchdown grab. But the Chiefs had opportunities. And it's Kelsey fumbling the ball. It's Mahomes not seeing McKinnon. In my opinion, and I look, and they were pretty balanced today. I'm not going to get on Reed. You're, you're, you're down at the 40-yard line late in the game. There's whatever there was, four, four and a half to go. You're running the ball like crazy. If you give them the ball back with time, you're losing. And they start throwing the ball all over the place. I just don't get it. Like I just it's attention to details. And if I'm Andy Reid, I'm giving that speech. And if I'm somebody else in that room, I'm recording it and I'm handing it to Andy Reid and telling him to listen to his own words. There, there is too much bullshit in their giddy up. There are too many things that they do that just threaten to cost them every week. And this week, it cost them because they played a team that made them pay for it. If you want some silver lining here, and shout out to the the super chats from from Jess and from Rich, uh, or, uh, yeah, from Rich. Uh, I'm sorry for from Corey. Rich is our producer. Um, if you look ahead, you know the Chiefs are not the number one seed right now. They're tied with the Bills, but the Bills have the breaker. You know the Chiefs' schedule. They they have the ability to win out. Doesn't mean they will, but they have the ability to win out. The Miami Dolphins lost today, so that puts them another. They're still behind the Chiefs. That's good for Kansas City. What also is good for Kansas City is here's Buffalo's remaining schedule. They're home against the Jets. Jets are feisty. They already beat Buffalo once this year, and now they have a better quarterback play. I'm not saying they're going to be able to beat – it's hard to beat anybody twice in the NFL, but that's not a layup game for them. Then they got to play Miami. Miami's trying to win that division. Very explosive. They got at Chicago. Not too worried about that one. Then they got to play the Bengals, who the Chiefs just lost to and now don't have a tiebreaker again. So that's good news for Kansas City. Maybe the Bengals can get that one, but either way they're going to lose that two seed, and then they finish up against New England, who they just boat raced uh, on the first. So you could see the Bills slipping up. Um, when all this is said and over, Verderam, where do you think the Chiefs finish seed-wise in the AFC? One. Because I don't think they'll lose another game. I will tell you right now, I think the Tanners are going to send me into an aneurysm, but I think they're absolutely going to keep that game close against Denver. And I'm, I'm going to lose my mind. But I, I, I think they'll win that game tight, and then I think they'll, they'll kill Houston. They'll beat Seattle. I think they'll kill Denver in the rematch. And the Raiders game, if they need that for the one seed, I think they'll win the game. I can see that also being one of those games you're like sweating it, but like, I don't know. <laughs> you know, but I, yeah, I, I think, I don't think Buffalo's going to run the table. And I think the Chiefs probably do. I mean, you know, the Chiefs are eight and a half points favored against Denver next week. They're going to be two touchdowns plus against Houston. 
They'll be probably a touchdown favorite in Seattle against Denver at home. They're probably two touchdown favorite against the Raiders. Probably a touchdown favorite. Like they're, you know, look, they're going to be significant favorites in every game. Um, I think they're a one seed. I think the worst they are is a two seed. And if they're a two seed, you know what? You get two home games minimum. Like you get probably the Jets because the Chargers just pissed their pants again. So you probably get the Jets, and then you probably get Cincinnati. And you know what? Got to beat them at some point. Like, just got to do it. And if you don't do it, then shut up and go home. I'll tell you one thing. If they play the Bengals again, anybody says anything about the Bengals, they should be cut off the team. I mean, if anybody's got enough mouth to get up there, unless it's Mahomes or it's Kelsey, shut up. I don't hear a word out of anybody else in the Chiefs. By the way, Eli Apple is just roasting Chiefs right now in on his yes, Twitter. Eli uh, Apple is going in and ripping yep. on Justin Reed, and that's what you do. Justin Reed, that's why oh, you yeah. don't talk. It's going to happen. Yeah, if I was Andy Reid in a meeting room next week, I'd I'd be screenshotting all those tweets. I'd put them up on the board in front of that team, and I just I just make them sit there for an hour and read those tweets. That's it. <laughs> and then I'd watch the film, and I'd be like, I don't want to see another one of you say anything negative about. I mean, you saw in the interview this week that Andy Reid got asked about Justin Reid's comments, and he said he's new to the team. Uh, I don't, I don't like that. It's not, you know, smoke it's not coming we, out of his ears, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was, and he's such a good natured guy, but you could see like he was not happy about it. Um, he doesn't want those kinds of distractions, even if they were somewhat good natured comments. Um, and, and the chiefs, the, the, good. The Bengals should take their victory lap and uh, hopefully it gets under the Chiefs' skin. But and how, next time how did they team. want it more? The chiefs had 308 days to think about this. They were embarrassed twice. They lost the one seed because of these guys. They lost a trip to go to the third consecutive Super Bowl because of these guys. And I know the Bengals are clinging uh, to playoff life here, but they wanted it more. They wanted it more than the Chiefs. And after the way they've embarrassed the Chiefs, how is that possible? So if I were Andy Reid, I would ask them to, I would ask them that question, like, how did they want this game more? And then I would do like the clockwork orange. I would open their eyes and I'd make them watch watch the uh, the game <laughs> film over and over and over again until they couldn't take it anymore. Because if it I was pathetic. A guess I, I would say that there might have been a part of it there that the way that AFC Championship game went, as as mad as the Chiefs were about it, I think they were probably a little bit more mad at themselves than they were at the Bengals because they had that game. It was over, and the Chiefs melted down in the second half. They were they were creaming the Bengals in the first half, and so. You know, there may be an element there where they were like, we let that one get away. We should have won that game. This one, there's no, you know, they made some mistakes, but the Bengals were there with them going toe-to-toe. It wasn't like this game was ever in hand or out of reach. So maybe that was it. And and some of the guys weren't on the team last year. They are now. Hopefully uh, it's under everybody's you know, skin. But I got to tell you, like Frank Clark after the game, like this pisses me off to no one. I, I, this kind of shit drives me out of my mind. So Frank Clark just, at least, I don't know, said to Nate Taylor. Nate Taylor tweeted out, quote, I know today wasn't our best effort. We've got a long season left, and I guarantee we won't put on a display like that again. Like it's always like an F. Like it's always well, you know, we're not going to do it again. You need to execute better. I don't care. Like it's just such a bullshit trope, and it's not just Frank. Like guys say this all the time. You know, we really didn't go out and give it. Well, if you didn't give it an effort today, then you should all give up your paychecks to charity. I mean, you just got your ass handed to you twice by this team last year. You're playing for a one seed, and today it's like, oh, you know what? I did not play that well today. We didn't have a great effort today. Like, what are we talking about? If that's the case, then just stay on the tarmac. Honestly. Like, what the hell is that? Yeah, we didn't give our best effort today. Well, then you should give it up. 
if that's really truly the case, then you ought to just give it up. I mean, that kind of stuff pisses me off the absolute. I'd rather have you come out and say, look, man, we didn't execute. We did the best we could. We tried hard. We made a few mistakes, and they're really good. But it's like, well, you know, I'll tell you what, we're not going to play like that again. I'm pretty sure I heard a lot of that shit after the AFC Championship game. And guess what? You lost by the same fucking score. Yeah, it's not good. By the way, somebody in the uh, in the chat said that um, that we should pay respect to our our daddy Burroughs. Look, buddy, if you're going to talk trash, at least know the name of your fucking quarterback. I don't. I, mean, I don't know what to tell you. And Casey, like, you don't even know the name of the quarterback. So when when you hop on the Cincy bandwagon, seven Casey o'clock barbecue tonight, is still better than Skyline Chili. So we have that. Oh, first of all, and I'm from Ohio. This isn't a comparison. One of them is not even food. All right. Skyline chili is like somebody vomited on a pile of worms. So I don't care. I don't care if the Bengals beat my team three times in a row. Cincinnati's not even considered part of Ohio. It's Kentucky and Skyline chili is ass. So there you have it. Um, that's my rant. Don't ever get me started about Skyline chili. <laughs> two um, scoops of ass. Yeah. Two, it's, it's, it's disgusting. It's the stupidest. The, well, like, you can the, do five-way. Can't you do five-way chili? So maybe man. it's five scoops of ass. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Se- Seven-layer dip of ass. Um, you know what makes me the most mad, though, guys? Yeah. You know what seriously is, is, is getting me right here? I have to shave my fucking mustache. This yeah. glorious bastard that I've been growing right for, now. Do you have some for months. You want me to get it all over my laptop? What are you, a, a psycho? Anything oh. for the chat, man. Look, it's see, Adam, right here, you're in this, in this, like, you're in some some area where you can just clean it up right easy with a vacuum. I can't, okay? He's in his yeah, Chris is presence behind me. I'm in my Bond villain lair. Seriously. <laughs> I love it. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Get the wax out. All right, listen. Um, we're going to have to wrap this up because um, we're all in bad moods. Um, good discussion tonight, though. We went at it a little more than we normally do, which I like. Because normally the Chiefs are, are, are good and they're winning and there's not too much to argue about. So nice to have a little bit of a of, of good rousing discussion on, on the podcast, but hopefully we don't have any more ever again. This um, is <laughs> so the Chiefs will win. Listen, again, if you like this podcast, there's a lot of ways you can support us. You can become a member. Check out the link in the description. Had a great time in the Discord chatting it up with everybody during the game, even though everybody was really mad and fighting with each other. Um, it's always a good time talking football with everybody in the private discord. And of course, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll read it on the show. And come to Kansas City next Sunday for Chiefs Broncos. We're hosting a live watch party at Tanner's Bar and Grill. Check out the Eventbrite. Get yourself an Eventbrite ticket. It doesn't guarantee you a seat, but it gets you five extra raffle tickets so you can win. We're giving, we, we printed out all kinds of swag. We're going to be giving shit away. Casey Beer, our sponsor, is going to be there. They're going to be giving stuff away. They've got a lot of great gear and swag. Casey Beer is going to be on tap. Tanner's going to have food. It's going to be absolutely incredible. We're getting into town on Friday. Can't wait to see some of you guys. Come up and say hi. Don't miss this. If you've got to drive 12 hours, you got to drive 12 hours. You just got to do what you got to do. And I know we've got some people coming from out of state, so I'm really excited. All right. Any uh, any any just parting thoughts for for our listeners out there? Any uh, let me, Give me one silver lining uh, before we go. Adam. Mm. I'd like to see more of a sense of urgency, but I do think getting Joe Tooney back will be instrumental to the offensive line. And, and I said it before, but the dynamism that we did not have 
with both Kadarius Tony and McCole Hardman out. We need those guys. I personally would just sit Kadarius Tony, put him on ice until the playoffs. We know what he can do. He doesn't need to know the whole play uh, playbook. We can give him 30% of the snaps and he can still make a major d- difference. Put him on the Sammy Watkins plan that we had Sammy on in 2019 and then unleash him for three or four games. Uh, so that's a little bit of stuff to look forward to, I'd say. All right. Sterling, silver lining. Chiefs are nine and three in a retooling season. All of his youth, it is going to be okay. If you would have gone into this season say, saying the Chiefs finished 13 and four, would you take it? Uh, They're 100. trending to be better than 13 and four. It's going to be okay. They need to figure out how to stop the Bengals because that's, that's the, the team that gets them. But all things considered, this has still been a good season. Shout out to sexfind.biz in the chat. <laughs> New adult dating site. Uh, if you're, you know, if, if that's the, how you game, get over the game right there, <laughs> the sex bot comes into the chat, it's a party. New adult, uh, new we're adult losing game. advertisers by the second here. We're gaining some, though. We asked for, ask for silver lining. So the sex bots. Airhead addict here. sponsored by Pornhub. <laughs> right. Uh, Verram, yeah, silver money. lining. Uh, I don't have one. I honestly, I, I, I mean, look, like, what Sterling said is true. Like, if you want to think that is a silver lining, that's totally fine. I think big picture, like he's right, that probably is a silver lining. But as far as like off that game, nothing, nothing. Just crap performance by the defense. It was, you know, and it's one thing to me if you lose aggressively. It's another thing to lose like just a but just pathetically, just, just, just absolutely terrified to play football. Yeah, I, I mean, defensively, I had no silver lining. That sucked. They were terrible, and offensively. I mean, I guess running the ball, but like Cincinnati was going to let you run the ball. So, I, I mean, I was happy that they had balance for the most part. Yeah, I don't think there's a big silver lining out of this game. Like, you got to play better than this. And this has been a th- this has been a theme now for weeks on end, months on end. And they're going to beat most teams because they're just more talented than them. If they don't stop taking these penalties to kill them, if they don't stop the turnovers especially, because the penalties are actually don't take that many of them. They just take a lot of big ones. But, like, if they don't, if they don't stop the turnovers, they're losing they're losing like that. That is going to end their season. And I, I just, I don't, there's a lot of silver linings coming out of that game. I don't, you know, maybe Buffalo schedule being tough to silver lining. Like I still think they're going to be the one seed. But I got to tell you one T one seed, two seed, whatever you turn the ball over in January, you're losing. And if it doesn't stop, it's where the season's going. My silver lining is three, four, three. Those are the loss totals by the chiefs and their losses this year. Three points, four points, three points. It sucks. We all knew they weren't going to go undefeated throughout the course of the season. Part of the regular season is figuring out who you are, trying to get better, coaching up your young players, especially when you're a team like Kansas City, right, where you, you've got Super Bowl aspirations. So in all of their losses, one-score games, less than a touchdown, and they've got Patrick Mahomes. So if they can learn what they need to learn the rest of the way here and tighten some things up, and execute when they get to the playoffs, they have as good a chance as anybody is going to the Super Bowl and bringing home another Lombardi. And that is, I mean, how many how many NFL teams would love to, how many fan bases out there would love to be saying 3-4-3 three, three right now about their losses here this far into the season? Um, you know, I, I think a lot of them. Hell, the Chargers, the, the, pre, the preseason champions are at 500 yet again. Um, by the way, and, and we'll save this for another time, but at some point we're going to have to start talking about about Justin Herbert's inability to win. Like, he is, you know, he, is he the Jeff Fisher 
of, of, of quarterbacks. No, that's Russell Wilson who lost to Tyler Huntley today. Yeah, not good. Not good for old Russ. You know, but I put money on that game. As soon as I saw Lamar Jackson went out and the line flipped, I was like, ooh, oh, I'm betting on the Ravens. Because there's no way I, I, I had all the faith in the world that the Broncos would find a way to lose that game. And boy, did they prove me right. All right, we got to get out of here. Thank you so much for your support of the show. Make sure you hit your like button on the way out. And we will see you on Sunday in Kansas City at Tanner's. But before that, we'll be back next week with our full slate of pregame episodes Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. For Adam Best, for Sterling Holmes, for Matt Verderam, for producer Richard, my name is Patrick Allen. That sucked. But we'll be back. Keep the faith. And as always, go Chiefs. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.